Hello and welcome back to the ASAP Weekly Rocket League Podcast. I am your host, LeZero. He's uh, back. back at it. Back at it. I'm here with Wabbits. How's it going, Wabbits? Yo, what's up? You're going fast. You're, you're bringing the energy in, and I'm about it. Listen, I I was walking through the snow, okay, and the mm-hmm. in the uh, the winter wonderland that is uh, my home city today, and all I was of just Southern like, Ontario. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I guess it is in Southern. I'm not in Southern Ontario, baby. You're uh, basically on the southern edge of oh, come on. some East, part of Ontario. Dude, East, sure, East, but you're still on the southern edge of some part of Ontario. This is why I love the shows with just me and Wabbits. We can just get into arguments off the, off the bat. Yes. And I have to worry about, uh, you know, Relentless being like, oh, when are they going to talk about Rocket League? Um, <laughs> Who wants to talk about Rocket League? Uh, we do, apparently. Yeah. Yes, yeah. here we are. Um, no, I... I was just imagine like, you know, you know, when like a UFC fighter is like prepping for a fight, you know, and they have like all that nervous energy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I just had something that happened at work and it's not even like what happened at work. It's just like the timing. Sometimes the timing's the worst. Of course. Um, uh, let me just repeat this. If anyone's ever doing a job where you have to be on the ball 24 seven, check your emails after you're done, you know, being up, you know, and, and, and talking in front of people and stuff. Because uh, if, if you have a if you have a tough email to deal with, then uh, you rather deal with it after and not like be mid. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to know about it while you're talking and presenting because if yes, you know about you, it, that's all you're thinking about, and you cannot ignore it. Exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. So, um, so be it. So be it. Uh, no, I, honestly though, it's funny because like the first time I read it, it's like whatever. But then there was a Seneca email sent that actually made the first email made me reread the first email and it seemed a lot less confrontational than originally. Nice. Uh, so that's kind of funny how that works where, uh, you know, where you assume the worst sometimes and then it's not as confrontational, but it's still something I'll have to worry about probably tomorrow. Uh, why am I talking about this? I don't know, but I, I just had to get off my chest. Yeah. Lots of, lots of getting off the chest here. Honestly, fair. Go for it. Just, uh, let it go. <laughs> It was so great too because like i finished writing report cards over the weekend right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh and and i was like oh finally i can i can have like a week or two break and it's like nope uh we're back at it there's uh, no such thing as breaks welcome to that's adulthood true. that's true <laughs> actually welcome to life <laughs> welcome to life yes yes okay um blah, what was i gonna say okay so uh let's actually go into the announcements and news corner the first <laughs> of the four corners we're now trying to change up the form actually i'll get into the form in a second uh so we have the tournament on saturday january 30th um relentless has the whole format but he's on the show today uh mm-hmm. for reasons mm-hmm. um so uh more info info will be on the discord probably tomorrow after this uh show drops from so- what I know, I'll go into it just as much as I know. Take this as not at all fact and probably all wrong. Uh, it's going to be country-based. Make teams with countries. Relentless will be uh, making the actual teams based on MMR to try and balance things out. So you'll just go in as a solo. And that's about it. <laughs> and from from what I was talking about, since it is 8 p.m. Eastern time, mm-hmm. uh, we may have to have some circuits for uh, for EU. So, uh, even if you're not chosen for the NA team, perhaps you'll be chosen for the EU team. I'm just saying that. I think there, he also was saying he was planning on doing NA East and NA West as two separate teams. So that might be fun. Interesting. Um, you have the uh, the sunny the sunny side of of, of North America versus the uh, the grizzled uh, angry side, <laughs> which we're on. Um, so, 
<laughs> Actually, the flip should have been the flip should have been the other way. Should have made. I, I had no idea which side you were talking about. <laughs> well, come on, I said sunny. I think that's a pretty. That's a pretty. We've been sunny before. We're more sunny than like the UK. Okay, but like beaches and you know. I think the East Coast uh, has some beaches. <laughs> Would you rather go to Vancouver, okay, or or Halifax? What's your? Uh... I would rather go to Vancouver, but you could also talk about Florida. That's East Coast. Okay, okay. We're, <laughs> listen, listen. We like to dif- differentiate ourselves from the Americans. Okay, you're right, but you're um, saying NA and not Canada slash America. So I'm just gonna ruin you with that, and that's just it. So we're all gonna go to. Um, I mean, really, what matters is is the north, you know, just going going really in the cold. That's that's really the representation <laughs> that we want. Uh, if you want more banter like this, uh, you can subscribe to our Patreon. Uh, it's uh, linked will be in below. Um, we had the newest episode, which was what do we talk about, dude? <laughs> we talked about a lot. It was almost two no hours. Idea. It was yeah. a lot. There's a lot of uh, mayhaps or mayhaps not alcoholic beverages. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, who knows? Who knows? Uh, um, Robin Kyle show, by the way, available to all Patreon tiers. So just the yes, level patrons. Yes. Whether you want to be the shout out tier, the tier that gets shout out at the end of the episode every week, or just the uh, regular support, you you get the show. Uh, and it's also ad free. And yeah, yeah, so that's that's a nice little uh, perk. Um, and the last announcement and news that we have for you, uh, trying to keep these segments as short as possible, um, is that new formats, right? Mm-hmm. We're trying to experiment with the show. Um, this week, you will kind of see it, right? We're going to try to stick to less topics. We're going to try to get less topics in, but more talking, I guess. Yeah. More. It's not necessarily less topics, but more kind of flow you know what I mean? Just letting the conversation happen mm-hmm. uh, as opposed to speeding conversation up. I think that's one thing that I've been, uh, I guess, tinkering with the show format is that it's almost overly structured. Um, mm-hmm. And I think sometimes the most interesting conversations is when you let them happen. Uh, so that is one thing that I'm working on. I'd also think, and I mean, I'm going to announce this right now because this is how we do it, right? On the, the air, live, on, classic. On the air, live, uh, is that... Um, and I haven't even talked to him about it, so so I wonder how Ty will feel. Um, but I think I'd like to have, even if it's like a once a month thing, mm-hmm. have esports or like specifically looking at results and tournaments. Have it. I mean, it can be a weekly thing. It can be a monthly thing. I'll have to talk to Ty about it. I mean, I don't even know who's going to agree, but uh, <laughs> th- that's what I do here. Um, Ty I mean, will find this point. out when he listens to this podcast, by the way. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, which is the best way to do it. Yeah. Um, but you know, nobody at him. Can, nobody, nobody do at it. Him. Yeah, just let him, him let it come naturally. <laughs> don't tell him. Don't tell him. Um, but yeah, just the idea being that we'll have, you know, going over NAEU, OCE, uh, maybe even a little bit of Sam, but it's just like, it's only esports and the show is packed with like only esports stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's like, here are the latest results. Here are the teams how we're looking. You know what I mean? Like a typical um, sports kind of base show, right? Big uh, in-depth esports discussions for however yeah. many hour we go. <laughs> yeah, because I think what we've kind of done is a disservice for ourselves with, with some of the way we do it is we'll do it at the end of the show, right? Mm-hmm. Um, which I don't think is necessarily a good thing. But also because of the fact that it's the end of the show, we actually probably cut it off more than we could like you keep going about it yeah we've rushed um, through it a lot of times <laughs> we rushed through it a lot like yeah 
it, it feels sometimes like a news segment, right? Like mm-hmm. it sometimes just feels like these were the results, how to go, right? Yep. And I I want there to be a show on our feed that's esports heavy, esports focused, and that's the central point. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, kind of talking about these two different formats is I'd like to have esports at some point become something where we'll talk about esports, but we won't talk about results because I think I think that could be a completely separate show. So that is currently my mind at work. Um, yes. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Um, so those are potential and possibly likely zeros musings of things that are big enough and likely enough that it will actually happen. And that's what matters. <laughs> I mean, I hate this so much because all we did to talk. Okay. Speaking of the Robin Kyle show, all we did, we ended up talking about is how, um, I do a lot of announcement and start project starts, but not a lot of finishing them. But I think, I think to be, to be fair, I think from now on, just any, anything that I announce, I'm just going to say, I'm going to do less announcing of stuff unless it's like concrete. Like for instance, the tournament, right? It's a concrete thing that's happening on the Saturday, right? It's not something that I can, uh, what's the word? Stop. Um, (laughs) Yeah. It's not something I can stop. It's something that's concrete. That's happening for sure. Right. Um, Yeah. Bigger projects is, is something that uh, I'd like to focus on, but it's kind of like, you know, uh, full-time work is, is still a priority for me. Mm -hmm. Um, But you know, don't fear. Okay. I'll get fired soon enough. And then, (laughs) I shouldn't joke about that. Learning what the um, content of that email was. <laughs> my name is Kyle. <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh, Kyle Tort Jar Jarkovsky. Okay, that's my that's my official name. Uh, if anyone asks, uh, go look up that random person. Uh, <laughs> it was like pretty close to real, I think. <laughs> I had a friend named Kyle that also had a Polish last name, so. That makes sense. Uh, that makes maybe sense. I was throwing to him. I don't mm-hmm, know. Mm-hmm. He's a really fast runner. That's all he could do in soccer. Um, speaking of soccer and I guess soccer carball, uh, let's actually get into our first or our second corner, technically, but our first yes. kind of discussion corner. It is the one thing work corner. That's what we have dubbed it. All right. Uh, we're going for the four corners in this episode. So we're on the second corner here. The one thing work corner. Um, Actually, we're going to start with Wabbits just because of everything that's going on. And I kind of want to talk about this because I think it is very important. Mm-hmm. It is especially important um, to do as you get older, if you have bad posture. Um, oh, yes. And <laughs> and uh, if you start feeling pain in your hands when you're playing. Mm-hmm. So, um, yes, as, as I have kind of half referenced and talked about the past couple of weeks uh, that I've been on, my hands have been struggling recently i've had a lot of uh, hand pain if i play too long um and right now i'm just very much taking a not necessarily uh, proactive but not also or also not reactive um response to that where i'm trying to really give my hands a break uh because i don't want to get like really bad carpal tunnel and just mess up and never be able to play games again i would prefer to just take a multiple week break chill stretch and make sure that i'm i'm just kind of not overusing my hands right now and just doing things that are directly related to work and that's it so i haven't been playing rocket league for a bit um playing a couple hours here and there as my hands have been getting better and i haven't felt as much pain and things like that um but really it's just make sure to take care of your hands because they're they're everything They, they matter so so much and it really sucks when your hands just hurt constantly 
Um, not my experience, but my brother's, his hands were hurting constantly for months and that was really, really bad, which is why like it's a main reason as to why I'm being very proactive about it and like very aware of it. Um, but the big thing is to make sure that you do do your stretches, um, especially in between games. Uh, the thing with a lot of competitive games is that they go on for like 40 minutes for a single game and then you can start stretching and then you can do whatever. The thing with Rocket League is that it's a 10 minute game at max. If you have a overtime and multiple go- goals, it's going to be 10 minutes and there's queue times, there's practice times and all that. But just stretching in between queue games is really all that you have to do to make sure that things are good. And below, we'll link a list of day nine's pot or really good hand stresses, hand stretches for you to do. So I highly recommend that you uh, take a look at that because it's a 10-year-old, probably longer uh, video that just goes over exactly how to do very, very useful stretches. Um, and, you know, the secondary thing to that is to take breaks. We've talked about that a fair bit a long time ago. I don't know the last time we talked about it. Yeah, I don't know the last time we talked about it, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I, I mean, this is just in general. Like, if if you are sitting for an hour at any point, you should always stand up for mm-hmm. five minutes. Like that, that is a general health rule that you should follow. Um, another thing I'd like to also say is posture is so key to this. If you don't have a proper setup, uh, do yourself the favor, right? Find a way to set up uh, your workspace uh in a way where you know you're not bending you're not you know you're not curling in you're not bending over um people talk about like proper posture as well i think another thing the reason why you recommend breaks is that you know the human spine is is meant to move it's not meant to be still like it's designed to be moving so um the idea that there's like a perfect posture that you could keep for four or five hours is just not the case your, your spine does have to move. Uh, so, so taking those breaks will, will allow it to do the thing that it's supposed to do. Um, yeah, I think another big thing, like I know flow state as well, uh, his hands have been hurting. Mm. Uh, so I think it's pretty common. And I think there's a lot of people who, who, uh, I guess when you're doing, I think, I think it, I think it, I find the most that that when it hurts is when I when I'm playing different types of games or multiple types of games. Um, like if I go from playing a game that's very keyboard intensive and then go into uh, like an Xbox controller like a lot. Oh, okay. Sometimes that's really bad. It's just because your your hand like starts hurting in different ways. You know what I mean? I don't know. <laughs> no, I get that. Um, There's like a combination. Yep. I know for me, uh, like I'm 90% sure this is the cause. My chair was way too low and my desk was way too mm. high. So my hands would always be in a very bad position and kind yeah. of half, like a single spot was just where all of my weight was resting. So doing that over long periods of time is just really, really bad. Make sure that your stuff is at the proper height and you ha- can have a good posture with what you're doing. Um, but ha- having that repetitive motion but then changing it to a different repetitive motion that's kind of related like you know moving your thumbs and uh, clicking a mouse is a very similar uh similar thing and it's both pressing and it's both like contracting Mm -hmm. your uh, your muscles but it's contracting a different muscle the problem with that is that's getting the entire hand to hurt now so you have to do a lot of things that are opposites um when i was training for climbing uh rock climbing i had a a ball that I would be able to squish to uh, do 
um, compressive like muscle strengthening, which is, you know, obviously a thing in rock climbing, but it also came with rubber bands to pull apart. And Mm. that's something to to strengthen the back of your hand and get that opposite motion, which is something that's very, very needed. So do keep that in mind. Um, Don't just continually do the same direction. Make sure to take those breaks, make sure to, um, to stretch and to do the opposite motions, because that's the, that's a very big part that people generally forget. Yeah, no, for sure. For sure. Uh, I think we'll leave it at that, but, uh, take care of your health. Um, yeah, I, and I'm this is probably the case. <laughs> sorry. I was going to say this is probably the case for everyone who is, um, working and sitting a lot these days. Um, it's not just like stretches that you need to do. You actually need to strengthen your, your back muscles. Uh, especially the ones that kind of keep sure. everything pinned together. There's like, I don't know the specific name, but there, there are some good stretch. Like it's, it's not technically stretch. It's technically like a workout to, for like the two, the, the muscles that kind of keep your back squished in together. Um, so I, that is the least medical thing I've ever said in my life. Um, <laughs> but I think I, in some ways, maybe that will actually get people to Google how to, how to strengthen your back because uh, it's important to kind of keep their whole rest of your body um, aligned properly. Uh, it's, it's also a big, big thing for health wise health reasons. Uh, okay. We're going to get into the one thing work corner for myself now. Uh, and it's currently double touches. Um, so double touches has been my focus. Um, I think I've made, I mean, I don't know if this was a month ago, but I think I've kind of said that, uh, my next two things that I have to work on are speed flips and double touches. Those are like the two things I've decided I'm going to work on mm-hmm. and I don't need to, I don't need to get mastery. I just need to get good enough that it's, it's a tool in the arsenal. Yep. Um, I think um, Master is a tricky one with Rocket League, um, but I think this is the best way for me to get better myself uh, is to do this kind of thing uh, because at least I have another thing in my back pocket. I, I think yep. I think when I don't do this, then sometimes my training gets really out of hand, you know, uh, really away from things. So mm-hmm. uh, that's that's my big kind of thing that I'm working on double touches. Um, and it's it's been proven dividends, I think, and it's not even just necessarily the double touch, but but being able to read the wall a lot better and stuff. So yep. uh, I think there's a lot of of other bonuses that you get from kind of practicing this. Yep, for sure. Um, the f- nice thing about double touches and why you'll see a whole bunch of higher level players practicing those in their free play is that exactly like you said, it it helps with a lot of other things. Um, double touches, you can you figure out how to or you're training your air control, you're training your uh, your specific touches on the ball, you're training first touches, and you're training backboard reads, and you're also you know training boost management. So it's it's doing a whole bunch of things like that. Um, that is the main reason why people do it so much, especially in training. And then it's also just a very effective tool at the higher level when you need to be able to do them. What I will say um, for you to look out for is definitely practice them and learn how to do them because it's very good but be beware um overusing them and over relying on them in game because what happens a lot when you over practice something is that that will just be your natural and you can no mm. longer look at an open net and say hey i'm gonna hit an open net. <laughs> you just say look at the open net and say oh that's a full double touch backboard right there i'm gonna go for it <laughs> So having the double double touch ability, if you miss the open net, sure, that's good. Looking at an open net and thinking double touch, that's not good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, for sure, for sure. I I don't think that's necessarily a problem with me because I like 
for instance, I practice uh, flip resets for the last, what, three months, four months, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And I can tell you, I don't go for flip resets. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I guess that's, um, I guess that's good. <laughs> I, I, I think, I think uh, maybe I'll have like one opportunity, a game to go for a flip reset. I just find that the way the pace of play dictates a lot of the times just doing air dribble is, is a safer play, right? Cause if they challenge, at least you can get a 50. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I tend to find that it's kind of interesting how the flip reset is like such a fancy maneuver, but at the same time, it's like you need a perfect setup and no one challenging and blah, 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 blah. Yep. Um, but I, th- I think it does kind of train you to, to, uh, to, I guess, jump off the wall in a, in a perfect way for it. So it's kind of nice. It's kind of different way of approaching uh, that first touch off the wall. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So that, that's, that's about what I am. The one thing work corner, the one thing I'm working on is uh, double touches. So I'll continue on. I'll tell you when I move fully to speed flips. I did look at speed flips last week um, and I, I, I kind of got I was able to do it like once or twice in training, but it's uh, nice. I think it's better for moving around the field almost. Yes, than, it is. than for kickoff. So that's kind of funny because I watch like a lot of pro players play and they'll they'll use it a lot for yeah. that. So, uh, I, yeah, it's yeah. Like I never do a normal diagonal flip or a forward flip. Really, I just do speed flips <laughs> but doesn't he use more like is it is a speed flip without boost faster than a speed a flip, flip is only faster if you can have boost going past the point where you would be like 45 degrees to the ground so yeah you 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 have to be boosting the whole time essentially for it to not the whole time and that that's why i say at this very mm. specific angle because with the with, if you do a diagonal flip, then it's you're gonna start boosting backwards eventually, or you're gonna have to stop boosting because then you're like negatively affected. Boosting the wrong way, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. But it Down, still is effective, mm. kind of. Um, but with the speed flip, it's like, oh, I'm just gonna boost as fast as possible through the direction. So if you have like 20 boost, then you get a speed flip. You're supersonic a lot faster. Like that's the reality. Yeah. It's just yeah. the um, yeah. But if you're uh, absolutely zero, just don't even think about it. It's, there's no no reason. The only reason you should ever do it is muscle memory. <laughs> for sure, for sure. Uh, I'd also like to say that um, the this is something that I need to bring up this week, just because it was something that uh, Fune the Kitty of all people, Ooh. who who I haven't heard from in a while, but was on my stream like uh, three weeks back or whatever. Nice. Um, was saying that like, Oh, you should do more um uh can't believe I'm blanking on this now. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> wow, of all the things that I do, so I do it I do this so much that I don't even know the word. No. Um I'm I, I can't, I can't believe it. I can't about. believe I can't. I, I can't believe this is blanking on me. I'm actually so frustrated. I want to know what you're talking about. Are you thinking like half flip? Are it's you... the simplest. It's it's the wave simplest. Dash. Allig- wave dash. There it is. Okay. <laughs> I was gonna say alligator chop. That was my analogy. <laughs> right? Because you kind of like. Oh yeah. my god. <laughs> um. So wave dash. There it is. Yeah. That I don't do enough wave dashes. Right. Hmm. And I'm kind of thinking about that. It's like. Is it because I when I go off the wall I don't do it enough, or is it that I don't do enough wave dashes kind of going through the field? That's what I was kind of curious w- when he asked that because mm-hmm. I wasn't quite sure which he was kind of pointing out. Um, 
It's tough too because sometimes I feel it's like sometimes you don't want to get to full speed right away. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like I don't know. Hmm. Oh. Oh, that's a like it, that's a. Th- if you're if you're already in position, okay, mm-hmm. then you can slowly drive off the wall because it, perhaps I don't know. So I'm um, that that's a. That's a bag we're going to unpack right now. <laughs> so if you commit to leaving the wall, mm-hmm. commit to leaving the wall. And then you just wave dash full speed, go for your rotation back. Um, like go for your rotation back post or I don't know, even just cut across the, the field, mm. like go for a pass or whatever, wherever you want to be. But the moment you're going off of the wall, you're now out of position. Because you can't do anything from like that off near off the wall spot, especially in like the one car length up down or up up a corner or down a corner from the wall. You just can't do anything. So you do not want to be there, which is like a very main purpose of wave dashes where it cuts that off entirely and gives you a boost mm. out of that. So you just jump off, except that you're not going to be able to do anything on that little lip anyway. Jump off and then wave dash down so that you're faster. Um, if you ever commit to leaving the wall, you leave the wall a hundred percent of the time <laughs> and then you're boosted. No, 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 but okay. I guess maybe the one thing that I was, the comment, why, why it was so difficult for me to be like, well, I guess this is, this is what I'm thinking, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, how do, when I get a comment like that, like, it's very hard for me to, to, when I, while I'm playing visualize what, like what they're encouraging me to do. You know what I mean? Sure. Sure. Uh, like, is it just, cause and this is this is another thing that I noticed, right? Is that I'm I'm very rarely, especially at my rank, late to the ball, right? Sure. So so it's almost like I can get away with it because I want to arrive precisely on time. <laughs> um, and it's just like I don't know. I think the idea would be to wave dash, and then if you have to slow down, slow down, right? Perhaps, yes. perhaps that's the way I should be playing in general more. So m- m- that's, I guess, how I could use it. Because, <laughs> like, so I'll, I'll give you my mentality with uh, something like this. Um, if I am ever making a decision to leave where I am in my rotation, I'm doing it at full speed. Mm-hmm. Because I want to be able to get to my next position in where I should be uh, as fast as possible. And I can slow down fast. I can just slam on that L button or hard cut with with a drift turn or something like that. Like I, I can slow down and react to what happens very quickly, but I can't speed up and react to what happens very quickly because of the limitations of the game. Mm. So you want to transition with full speed as often as you can and then react to what happens and slow down. If you have to slow down, you never want to be speeding up on your rotation out because you can't react to something. That's the whole purpose of something like shadow de- defense. You just are guaranteed in your option and then you're, you know, you don't have to react. You're just like, okay, I'm going right and I'm jumping. I'll react to what the ball does when the bo- something happens with the ball, but that's good enough. And then it, it, it's just I like, I guess my biggest fear is that <clears throat> I think I think you're right that this is the I, the way it should be played, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I think the assumption is is that you have two teammates that are also behaving in a similar fashion. No, I wouldn't agree with no. that. Because the reason I don't agree with that 
is that if your teammates aren't doing what like doing things in like I, let's say the proper way quote unquote mm-hmm. um then you want to be able to react to what they're doing and if you want to be able to react react to what they're doing then you w- want full speed angled backwards so that you can be there for the save because that's the most do the save and then slow down yeah yeah, yeah. And the- maybe maybe my biggest problem is just that like 70 percent of the time i do that full speed thing and then i'm the last man and i literally have to stop sure what's the problem with that <laughs> if you're in the right spot you can stop you can stop that that's fine yeah but my point is i'd rather not be saving the ball when i'm full stopped right oh okay but like i'd rather keep the keep the keep the motion of the game going like it's i think i think to kind of to kind of curb this discussion somewhat um (laughs) i think i am wrong in how i approach it sure but it works because i'm still not a higher rank sure i can't get punished for it okay (laughs) does that make sense i guess but i don't know then you're just accepting that you're at a lower rank and you're like ah this is fine and i don't want to really go up and i you want to go up i know you want to go up (laughs) we all want to go up. here's another tough thing that that i find is just like there's a lot of situations where like um it's like before i realize i should have wave dashed you know what i mean this is a, so this is a slight, slight thing but sure. like it's something it's it's just i think more than anything it's something that i probably need to incorporate is just it needs to be something natural right it has yes. to be like every time i go off the wall i wave dash right exactly and i think hmm this 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 might be to your point about training right um i there was a time where i was doing a lot of uh like wave dashes and half flips like as a warm-up mm-hmm. like in 30 minutes and I think I always felt like I played faster then and I wouldn't need as much boost. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's it's kind of dumb. Well, I mean, it's, it's kind of obvious, but I'm going to mention it here anyway. But it's like, now I don't do that warm up. And it's like, well, obviously I'm going to do less wave dashes if I have ingrained in my brain, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so so I guess I guess what I'm trying to say is during my warm up, I should at least incorporate a couple. Yeah. Uh, kind of just wave dashing, half flipping and then stuff like that, just so that I'm moving around quickly without boost. That's why I'm always like, if I give a training session a lot of the time i'll just recommend that somebody does the jungle gym style where it's like don't look at the ball pretend it's not there for a bit and literally just go as fast as you can from spot to spot on the wall and have fun with it where it's like oh, i'm gonna wave dash onto the wall jump off the wall boost up ceiling wave dash double jump down land full speed <laughs> do whatever you want have fun yeah, with yeah. It. and the reason that you're doing that is to practice these mechanics and then if you end up messing up and you're like oh, i would i would further recommend like if you really want to practice specifically like wave dashes and half flips to try not to use boost. Cause I yes, think that's, that's yeah. Sometimes when you use boost, you kind of just, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's a little bit. I, know, I feel like sometimes when you jungle jump with boost, it's just like full boost. Woo! <laughs> Side note. If you want to do that, do that as a se- secondary thing. As a separate, very- separate exercise. <laughs> yeah. Because full boost control is definitely a thing, especially if you're on the lower end where it's like, oh, I don't actually know how my car works entirely. Um, mm-hmm. So full boost control is super useful because you want to know how to control your car while you're boosting and it might help with fast aerials or whatever else it is. Um, but don't forget about no boost because you're probably going to be at no boost more than full boost. <laughs> mm-hmm. I like it. I like it. Uh, so... 
Yeah. I'd also like to say if if you would like to, I, I'm I'm feel free to give me advice, but be very specific because I'm stubborn and it takes me a while. And so if you don't explain it to me, I'm going to be like thinking about it for hours, you know, days. I'm like, what do they mean? And like, then I know wave dashes sometimes. Wrong. Yep. Finally come to the wrong decision and be like, ah, I'm I'm wave dashing enough. Meanwhile, he's wave I'm dashing, dashing enough. <laughs> well, you know, because if you can't figure it out yourself, then. I think it's actually the more beneficial thing to decide that their advice was wrong because otherwise you're going to come up with a solution that's worse. Yes. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> like probably. It's just like, I'm no longer front flipping. I'm just like, I mean, actually that's another argument you can totally talk about, right? About like whether when you're going around the field, whether you should use more wave dashes instead of like front flips. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Wayton had a video where he was kind of arguing it that the more pros are going to start doing that. And just for the fact that after a wave dash you have a lot more control yep. as to what you're about to do than if you do a flip i will say it's a very high level level decision making that you shouldn't be thinking about unless you're like ssl i have thought about it i've i've been through that uh thing where it's like i remember when was this like last year year and a half ago or something mm-hmm. there is um some i remember watching somebody i don't remember who who did that who specifically did uh wave dashes like empty wave dashes just you know, sitting in the middle of the field when you're mm-hmm. not moving fast and you just empty wave dash. So you hop and then wave dash. Um, and I've actually incorporated that into my, my play a fair bit, especially on defense. Um, but it's a very specific thing that you do. That's if anybody's watched high um, <laughs> it's like that defensive little bounce before, uh, before you start defending, because then you have momentum going into momentum. it yeah, yeah, yeah. from nothing. And it's, so you'd have to predict where the ball's going already before you. You have to know where the ball's going already. Otherwise, otherwise, you're literally just you might be getting yourself out of position. Yeah, <laughs> you could be putting yourself in the wrong spot. So it's it's very useful for something like shadow defense, or if you're on the side of, like in the back post rotation, you're like, okay, ball's gonna be in front of me, so let me just jump and then land right as they hit the ball, so that I wave dash already, and then the ball comes at me when I have momentum and I can start boosting. It's it's very specific, very hard. I don't recommend unless you're in the fair, like higher ranks. Um, and honestly, you really shouldn't think about it unless you're in the higher ranks because a front flip or a corner flip is going to do the exact same thing. <laughs> for sure, for sure. Um, yeah, yeah, I like that. Uh, I think we're good for the one thing work corner. Yeah, and people are going to be like, oh, topics. that was a million topics. <laughs> but the whole point is that it wasn't predetermined topics, right? I think that's 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 my point is we're going to have we're going to have one topic and wherever we go, we go. But it's not going to be like I need to every two minutes refocus over refocus it. Yes. Um. Yeah. OK, let's go to the main topic corner. OK, this is going to be. Um, you know, this, this, this is where I like to get into topics that hopefully, uh, we usually don't get a chance to talk about, or, you know, we've, we've done the show. This is the hundredth eighth episode, you know, like, I I think there's a lot of topics we've covered. Um, there's a lot of topics. I know a lot of people might want us to recover, um, again. Um, I think what we'll do probably in the near future is have some form of a, uh, a survey. I think it's been a while since we had a listener survey um but it's just i think it'd be good to get kind of idea of stuff that people want to recover and be very specific because i think Mm -hmm. um i think for us and i think this is a realization i'm sure wabbis has had as well is if we have a topic we've covered before i think we sometimes go into autopilot as to 
like when we cover it you know what i mean yep it's like you say like the same thing that you've always said about it and sometimes um, skip because it's like ah it's in the previous episodes you guys can listen to that <laughs> <laughs> exactly so so i think the point is is, is when we when we do these things I, I like to make you know think of things that are specific um that that might be uh nice to, to have a little more specificity so we'll get like a new kind of way of looking at it or what have you. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, for this one, I've actually chosen uh, Tom made a video recently and essentially uh, it was just a highlight clip from his Twitch channel. But um, he's set has set a goal of hitting SSL by the end of the year 2021. Ooh. OK, OK. Before before I go into some of the stuff that he has said about it, I want to know from you, is this a smart way of thinking about Rocket League? Uh. I'm going to say no. And the reason is that that's extremely unrealistic. Even Mm. if you're putting in a ton of time and you have like, you, you have the potential to hit SSL um, like very quickly, even uh, respectively or relatively, but where's Tom at right now? Is he GC one? No, no. Yeah. C two. Okay. Then that's just GC before, but like, yeah. yeah. And the reason I say it's unrealistic is that it's such a massive difference. Like, if he put the goal as a consistent GC2, then that's that's a stretched goal, but it might be achievable. <laughs> Just because of how big of a difference in skill gap those those two levels are. Like, that's incredible. I guess an incredibly high difference. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. Ooh, uh, you, sorry, I just like to mention that uh, uh, I got the Aussies asked when the tournament sign up happening, and seven minutes later, relentless <laughs> with the Google form in the Discord. So if you want more info, there it is. Yes, uh, it's all there. Look at that beautiful timing. Just as a show, you know, he's not on the show, but he's he's uh, working the background. Mm-hmm. Also, another thing for uh, goal of SSL. SSL is like. Part of the reason I say it's so unachievable for someone that's in C2 is because one, it's unachievable. And two, the reason is like what you have to do to get there is so different from what you have to do to get to from C2 to C, well, C2 to GC or GC1 to GC2, like low end GC1 to low end GC2 or GC2 to GC3 or probably low GC3 to GC, high GC3, right? Like those are going to be very big differences that. Um, I would highly recommend not looking at the big scale and just thinking, okay, I want to move up at, I don't know, let's say a a month or two months. I want to be, okay, maybe three months. I want to be like a rank higher, maybe Mm. two ranks higher. That's probably a a much better level of looking at it, especially when you're at the the higher ends of uh, rank, just because everybody's looking at it like that. So, and everybody's probably putting in a ton of time. I don't know. Yeah, I no no, I'm going to bounce off that. Um I think you can't look at SSL the same way you looked at GC before. Yes. That's basically the whole thing that I'm trying to get at. SSL like the realization is for most SSL players, you're essentially a pro player. You're at the very least you've been in the bubbles. Like you're you're a bubble player. Pretty much. You're, you have to be at that level. You have to be playing as if you're a pro player, though. I'll mm-hmm. say that. Yes. Yeah. Right? And um, I think his 
so I'll get into his reasoning in a second. I think his reason is pretty cool because I think I think the reality is is that Tom has realized that by setting that goal, he'll actually improve better just because of the type of person he is. Sure. Um, so it, it might be very specific to a person. Mm-hmm. Um, the one thing that I am worried about thinking is I think you have to stop thinking of these as like belts you get in karate. Okay. Yep. Like, <laughs> like getting a black belt in karate is a difficult thing, but it is doable, right? Mm-hmm. Being a world champion in kickboxing, on the other hand, is not just a, I'm going to put enough time and work into it and I'll hit it. You know what yep. I mean? Um, so I, I think, uh, yeah, I think, I think it, it's really tough cause I like for the past little bit, I've definitely, especially since the, since the release of like free to play, I've looked at ranks a little differently. Why I'm actually really proud of the fact that I'm still C1 right now because of the fact that I realized a lot of people who've been GC can't get out of C1 right now. Right. Yep. Um, so I'm essentially in some ways playing with a lot better players. So I'm probably improving a lot just by that natural fact. Um, the second thing is I think that uh, I think I'm at the point, like this is what top 2% of players, right? Top two, mm-hmm. 2.5 or what have you. Hi. Um, it was, wait, what do you mean? High, Like for C1. Oh. No, sorry. It's uh, it's probably like five, maybe a little bit lower. See, it was crazy because when I saw the S one thing released, it was, mm-hmm. it was like two point something, two point eight or something. Really, but it's but remember, like this is also because there's a million players now, not a hundred. That's, right? That's fair. That's fair. So you, you, I literally have a nine hundred thousand people uh, changing that statistic. Um, <laughs> that's one way to look at it, right? Yep. So it's not it's not actually as impressive as you might imply, but it's kind of cool. Um, but uh, what was I trying to say is I'm at a point now where it's it can no longer be incremental steps, right? I think hitting diamond three is achievable to anyone who starts the game. I think with enough time and practice, diamond three, vast majority of people can hit that. OK, sure. I think once you get over that, there's a certain amount of commitment to get every step. But it's like the the. the the uh, the peak is steeper, <laughs> you know what I mean. You go steeper, and you <laughs> there's a, uh, it takes longer for every other su- successive step. And I think you ha- it's it's unfortunate, but you almost can't look at it the same way as something that oh I'm just gonna keep achieving this next step just because I'm doing the same thing, right? Yes. It's like you have to at that point you are going up against the people who are putting in as much time as you or more than you, so. While going up to Diamond 3, I think there's there's a wide range of how much people are practicing, skill, what they're practicing, stuff like that. Once you hit Diamond 3, you hit Champ 1, it's at that point where it's like, you you can't be playing around anymore, you know, if you want to increase your rank. Like, there, it's, it's no longer a thing where it's like, oh yeah, I'm just going to keep playing ranked and eventually going to move up because of the fact that other people are putting so much time that you're, you're against those people. Yeah. Um, so point to, 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 to Tom's point, like let's talk about a little bit what he talked about. I'll probably like his video as well. Why not uh, sure. <laughs> give him a little shout out here? Um, is that in his mind, because he makes that goal and he kind of like 
actually this is probably the coolest part of the video that i found it's kind of like mathematically measuring how much mmr you have to gain per day to hit it by the end of 2021 sure or like how much mmr he's been gaining per day and then he's like doing like a little math math table (laughs) um so like (laughs) i think that's kind of funny i mean it's kind of cool it could work for some people it could completely backfire for others uh because that one day that you lose two games you're like well (laughs) (laughs) you know um didn't reach the quota wish the quota the best is when you have a good day and then you start like losing you're like but i was having a good day but then you're also tiling it out uh yeah um yeah i i think i think the the cool thing what he was saying is that essentially because that was his goal he literally has stopped playing because he decided to set this goal he's literally stopped playing rank threes aimlessly oh interesting so for him it was if I set this as a goal, I can no longer play ranked as something that I'm just like, ah, whatever, just hop on, play ranked, right? Mm-hmm. It's now grind, train, grind, train. If I'm feeling good, play ranked, right? So, oh, okay, I see. So that's why I think for him it'll work well mm-hmm. um, because I he's essentially ranked has become, it's almost treated with more care, yes. right? Um, but I think anyone who's ever played a ranked competitive game for a while knows that, uh, there is something to the two game rule. You know what I mean? (laughs) Like there is something to, to being meticulous about whether you're playing ranked and knowing how you feel exactly that day and making sure that every day you're, you're slowly grinding up. Right. Um, and then make it kind of, kind of try and do your best to like get little advantages, however you may, uh, to ranking up. Um, it's not the case in Rocket League, but uh, I just thought I'd bring this up because it was, it, it kind of, it's kind of funny when, you know, speaking day nine from earlier in the show, um, when day nine wanted to get like the top level Hearthstone, right? Mm-hmm. He just played the fastest deck that was above 50% and quit as soon as he knew he was going to lose. <laughs> and he's like, it's only, it's it, the whole point is stars per minute, you know? Yep. <laughs> That's all he cared about, right? Um, so, I mean, you can't quite do that in, in, in League or in, uh, Actually, you could. So this is the thing, right? In Rocket League is the one game where you really, you can't kind of cheat the system like that. But in like games like MOBAs or whatever, or um, or or start like RTS games, right? You could technically do that if you want to rank up faster. Because the idea would be as long as I'm going above 50% win rate, I have to finish the games as quickly as possible. <laughs> you know, <Yeah. laughs> so just do strategies to try to win as quickly as possible uh, and try to cut down the amount in the game. So you choose, you know, I guess in Dota or, or league you choose characters that would cut down the game in half and you'd just be like well as long as i'm above 50 percent, doesn't matter if i win or lose like i just have to keep and getting you, above 50 percent and quitting right away after <laughs> it's the ban and you only pick the really really fast characters like you're gonna exactly. roll or you're gonna lose and it's just like okay 15 minutes i'm out <laughs> exactly yeah, and then the idea is if you have two hours a day for a year you're gonna have a lot more games in than if you played a really slow character one once a day yep um not the case in Rockley. You can't quite cheat the system that way, right? No. Um, I don't think there's like a play style where you're like... <laughs> I don't know if someone can think of a play style where it's like more advantageous. I think it's also because it's a team game, but uh, there isn't kind of ways to shorten the length. I mean, the length already itself is pretty short. That's mm-hmm. something to keep in mind. So I think if you have those good days, just trying to get as many ranked games in on those good days that you're just winning everything. I think that is, that is maybe the one, I guess, ranking up trick you could use. 
and then stay away from rank the day that you don't feel that good. Mm-hmm. That's probably um, it. And you've talked. About it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I and people make fun of me, like like Nicktacular make fun of me. It's like, oh, you can't play more than like an hour of games. But I'm like, I know I'm only playing for an hour. It's not like I'm grinding this game seven hours a day. And I think if I was grinding this game seven hours a day, then I should probably spend more than half of that time training. You know. Yeah. uh because it's just not useful right and there's only so much you can actually play well as opposed to just going like brain dead driving around silly yeah (laughs) yeah no it's like really true i think with uh like going back to the main point with what tom yes with tom thank you thank you for being the one who uh, (laughs) kept on track here i I actually kind of like um the mentality of like or his reasoning behind the mentality um Again, the reason that I, I say that it's not re- like a very good thing, um, at least to have that goal of SSL rather than like GC2 or GC3 or whatever else, is because you're going against the literal best in the worlds at that point. And mm. to do that, you have to be at the best of the world and progressing faster than the best in the worlds. And that's. I, I, think, <laughs> I think there is plateau though, right? For sure. I think at some point, like, I'm not going to lie, like, some of these people have 7,000 to 10,000 hours. I think, I'm sorry, guys, I don't think Squishy's going to get better. Mm. <laughs> like he's, I would, I'd actually disagree. Very. Oh, sorry, sorry. He won't, I don't think, I think he will get better when it comes to team strategy and, and playing on a team or playing specific styles. There might be, like, room there, but there's definitely a certain point where it's like, I mean, I don't need to be able to do a stall for flip reset, right? Like, you know, well, again, I, that that's like why I disagree with you, because obviously the well, not obviously, but the um, things that are pure, you know, um, freestyle or stuff is like, OK, we don't have to think about that. But let's think about, I don't know, uh, ground pinches or maybe maybe getting even better at double taps and ceiling shots and doing a double tap to a very specific spot so he can get a bump and his teammate or the ball rolls out to his teammate or like he's getting better <laughs> the thing is he's getting better at probably the same rate as the other people that are in the top 20 players so he's probably not getting better than the those people around him but he is getting better objectively i would say I think it's hard to say that the pro players aren't better. Than yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, I no, I agree. They're they're so leaps and bounds far away, right? Um, I just think that there may be a point, right, where there may be a point where an individual reaches their own skill cap, right? Like, hmm. is it, mm. so see, okay? Let, let me let me take a real world sports analogy just for a second, right? Sure. Cristiano Ronaldo, which I love talking about for some reason, of course. Um, him and like Messi have gone back and forth, best player of the world, whatever, a couple times. Okay. Mm-hmm. He is thirty. I mean, there's physical limits, so so I guess I suppose. I suppose maybe okay. I think that's this analogy, that's this analogy will break down, but I'm going to continue on. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> do my best with it. You take a player like that, right? Someone who is the best in the world, and you're like, well, yes, he could learn these defensive things, right? Or yes, he could learn 
like I suppose there's a lot of other stuff that he has to learn, but for him to be the most successful goal scorer or one of the most threatening goal scorers, mm-hmm. there's a specific subset of skills that he's maxed out essentially, right? And it's like at the point where your skill is at 98%, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like at some point, it's like, I don't know how many more times he can blast into the top corner, you know? Like, I suppose he can get better at it. If anything, if anything, what I, I guess what I think about is that there are times where if you're not practicing the skill, it'll regress. So my point is that I think there's definitely a point where it's like, um, you can get you can get to 98%, right? And then you have to keep practicing to keep everything as close to that 98% as you can. But it's not that you're going to be able to keep that skill at the top level forever if you're not practicing it. I don't know if that makes sense, but I think my point that I'm trying to make is that at a certain point in pro level, it's like they have a, a, the array of tools that we've talked about, right? That all of us have at like 40%. They have a 90%. So their job as pros about playing so much is to keep those skills when they're incorporating new strategies, when they're incorporating new skills, mm-hmm. is to still be able to keep them, right? Sure. So when, I, when I mean there's like a top end, it's because there are certain skills that it's like, if you can do a flip reset every time that you go up, like you still have to practice flip resets to make sure you don't lose that skill. But I don't think you can get that particular flip reset from like a wall to flip reset that much better, right? You can get creative in how you use it. Um, <laughs> but but the actual execution of that mechanical skill has a limit. Has a limit, yes. That, yeah, okay. I get where you're coming from. Where cert, like, So what I'm hearing you say here is that certain skills have plateaus and that's fine. You can't get better at certain skills because those skills are already at your max level. Like you're, you're yes. already basically and, and affected it. If people have played 10,000 hours, they have a lot of those skills where they're at their max level mm-hmm. and technically, and all they're doing is trying to keep them at the max level. Cause if anything, once you're closer to the max level, it's harder to keep at the max level. Yep. Right. I agree with that, <laughs> but I don't agree with the fact that there's no more skills to learn. Cause that's what okay, yeah, that's the implication that mm-hmm. I'm hearing from what you're saying. I don't know if that's what you mean to, but that's, what's being implied i think there are more skills to learn but the reality of this particular game Mm -hmm. is that at some point it is about habits and deceiving your opponent as opposed to necessarily perfecting more skills um because a human can only like let's let's use an example here um okay I like where we're going with this, so I, I'm enjoying this. Anyway, keep going. I'm going to go to ones just because it's easier. Yeah, yeah. You don't have to worry about the the whole thing. But if you look at Ocalid, like, he can <laughs> do all of the fancy stuff, right? Like, he can, he can do it. He's really good. But he doesn't, and he just does that execution at 100% every time. And that's it. Like, he just, it, he's, he is the execution machine. He doesn't do fancy things. He's just perfect play. And then you have somebody like, oh, who's who's a good example here? I want to say like Astral or Jorias. I'm not sure about him. Um, 
I don't watch enough ones to be a, a thing on this. Mm. Go ask somebody that does if you want to. But there are mechanical players that are like, I'm going to ceiling shot, flip reset, double tap, do a musty somewhere in there at some point, and it's going to go in. But like there, those, there's those two levels of, of thing. But Ocalid can learn those those skills to the level that the other person does. Mm. And that other person can learn the execution to the level that Ocalid does. And they make the choice, which I agree with you on, um, that they make the choice of like, okay, I can only keep one of these things at this highest level. Um, but there is still more room for improvement among the pros and they're reaching that. The highest level is increasing and that's not going to stop. It's just that everybody's progressing upwards at a similar rate. Right? Yeah, I, I guess. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I it's I think maybe one thing that I, that I keep thinking about is that like for a lot of these pros though, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's like at some point you have so many skills perfected, right, or near perfect, mm-hmm. that the ability to upkeep them gets harder. Yeah, it does. <laughs> and that's why you get like fancy things where it's like, oh, I'm doing a freestyle thing in practice, literally just to practice what is being used in this freestyle. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You do. You do a series of ten things so that you can. You're keeping those ten ten individual things at a at a good level. Yeah. Like I'm doing a million <laughs> different things with this very insanely mechanical one skill, but it's actually like nine different skills that I'm practicing. I I don't care about the one skill itself. Like I'm doing the ceiling shot musty musty double tap flip reset, but. I'm just trying to practice ceiling shots, musty flicks, double taps, and flip resets. It just happens to be at the same time. <laughs> and it's yeah, more yeah, efficient exactly. to do them all at once. I don't know. So yeah, maybe that's maybe that's my my idea of plateau is that I I find it it's like well and then, and then like take then you start taking like performance into account, right? <clears throat> and then it's like performance the ability to perform on a given day is a completely separate skill which is if you're a pro almost more important than anything else 100 uh so that that's something to to think about as well i guess Mm -hmm. i mean that's that's why turbo is still so relevant yep and then say what you want he when he when it's game time he will he will clutch it out you know yep and we haven't even got into like comms and strategy and all that this is literally just the mechanics at the pro level. Oh no no i was talking about individual skill yeah, yeah. individual yeah. mechanical skill. yeah we we haven't gotten into that which is a completely different thing and a reason why a lot of players are not there <laughs> i'm looking at you scrub <laughs> yeah yeah no and it's it's also like when yeah. we if you get into that topic you're talking about um like evolving metas as well right where yeah. it's it's like you know it's it's the, the idea of meta is that there's like a wheel and it kind of turns or it's very similar. Mm-hmm. And the reason it's very similar or, or it's just that someone thinks of a strategy that works against what most people are doing right now. And then yes. everyone has to evolve past it. Right. Yep. But could you say like, that is the ideal way of playing? It's like, no, that was the ideal way of playing against the previous thing that was there. Yeah. Right. And then it's up to the teams to implement things to, to, to beat this new way of playing. Right. And then the cycle continues. So it's adaptability and, and good coaches. Um, and then there's also the stubborn people that just do whatever they're going to do regardless and they still succeed. So, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> cause they're just that good at it. <laughs> there's like some baseball move. I don't even remember where this is from, but like the idea was like, there's some like really good coach that's like telling like all the strategies to like this young pitcher that's about to go to like, uh, the major leagues. Okay. Mm-hmm. And it's like, 
he's like oh it's like you're oh you're so like good at bi- oh no no maybe it was like a, a catcher or something he's like an older catcher that never made it to the big league but he's like so smart about baseball or whatever right um and he and then this this pitcher is like he's like you're so smart like you should be in the big show you should you should be in the mlb or whatever um and and the catcher says to the pitcher he's like no you should and you know what you're gonna do you're gonna go there and you're gonna throw that fastball because your fastball is this fast and most people are not ever gonna be able to hit it (laughs) and that's what he said like the idea being that his natural skill and his ability was so good right yeah that it's like like you can play all this fancy baseball, but as long as you're pitching at that speed, it's going to be the majority of people. <laughs> yeah. Like your strategy doesn't have to be that complicated, yeah. right? Like you can keep it simple. So, uh, which is kind of funny. Cause if you, if you look at rock league, I think in some ways rock league does favor creativity. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but I actually have like to bring up something that Virch said, uh, in one of his most recent videos, um, where when people are kind of pushing for that GC rank, or once they've kind of got the base level for all the required skills to be a GC, sure, he's like, this is what he recommends. So this is obviously him, but he, and this is once again, this is for solo queue, right? This isn't for like of course. teams or whatever. Yeah. But he's like, choose one skill that can consistently get you goal, and get really good at that skill. Yep, consistency and is it, all you need to get to GC. No, 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 no <laughs> but, but he specifically said, choose one skill that will get you goals. Yes. And just practice that one skill. So if it's double touch, master the double touch, the point where it's, if someone's seeing it for the first time, you're going to score every time. Right. Yeah. And that's like, that's the, yeah, I guess, I guess that's the, you know, I I'd love to be like the most creative, well-rounded player. Um, but there's, is some success to be found in just mastering one skill. Yeah. Which I guess I kind of did going up the ranks up to plat and stuff <laughs> i mastered one skill at a time and it got me up ranks that's true um okay we keep on talking about the high level mechanics but uh we are kind of sleeping on the people who are just like that perfect consistency i don't know the the garrett g's the uh who's who's some more examples garrett g's just all so, rounders yeah. all rounders but not even necessarily the all rounders the someone who's not who's specifically not getting fancy because the that lets the other two players get fancy, mm-hmm. and and that's it. I think Turbo also more or less for no, actually missed misses one of these uh, players. Um, who, I'm, gonna be, I'm not gonna be sorry. I'm gonna be honest. I think miss just fills a lot of holes on a lot of teams. That's that's very true. <laughs> um, but I think Mist and and Garrett G are very good examples of someone who just doesn't, who very intentionally doesn't do fancy things. They mm-hmm. just do what they do perfectly and you get that consistent factor at the pro level but they generally aren't the one that people talk about and they're also not the ones that are going to be scoring goals because you don't really get goals like that you just make sure that the team can get goals because then you're allowing your team to do things um so it's a very different style it's a whole bunch of i don't i don't even know where i've thought of this or what reason i'm getting on getting on it but well i think the point is like you know i might talk about plateaus right Mm -hmm. but there's certain players that it's like, no, they literally have to play this consistent style in order to allow their team to succeed. Right. Yes. Yeah. And they don't, they do, they more accept the plateau and it's like, okay, I don't need to practice the, you know, squishy mechanics. I'm perfectly fine. Just doing what I'm doing here as this is plateau quote unquote. Um, They're still getting better as well, but they're not doing the super high skill, fancy things. They're doing what they need to do. 
And that's not what this is. So mm, mm, sorry. No, go ahead. Uh, this is so interesting because I like I think of soccer, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like there's like a million things to learn in soccer. But if if I were to tell you like, give me three things to make someone like able to play pro soccer, right? Mm-hmm. Like if they practice this all their life, they'd be able to play pro soccer, pro pro uh, football, as most people in the world call it. <laughs> uh, the I'd be like, okay, learn to pass, shoot, and run fast. <laughs> or for a long time, I guess. <laughs> learn to run, pass, and shoot. Yes. And they're like, that's not fancy. It's like, yeah, but it, if you can do that better than everyone else, you can be a pro player. Yep. Like, <laughs> so so I, I guess to the point of Garrett G, it's like, there's a million skills you can learn, and I think I think they can get you somewhere, but also doing everything perfectly gets you there too. So Yes. You yeah. don't have to do anything specifically fancy. You just have to do it perfect. <laughs> okay. I see. This is the reason why I want to have less topics. I actually really like this. Because <laughs> I, because I enjoy these conversations where we go somewhere. Uh, I choose a random thing to argue. Um, whatever it may be. I don't even know what I was arguing in the beginning. I'm not gonna lie. Um, <laughs> but the point is, is it lets us go somewhere. Right. Yeah. Um, as opposed to having cutting it off short. Um, the last thing I want to talk about mm-hmm. is our fourth corner. So that's the third corner. Uh, our fourth corner is the esports corner. Um, and instead of once again, because I want to have this, you know, Tyson Google show or whatever uh, that that will go over everything, all the results. Um, I don't know if it's going to happen. I keep saying his name in hopes that it's going to happen. I'm like I'm bringing it to the world, but he, he's not agreed to it, and he's going to hear this for the first time. He also doesn't. Uh, yep. Yeah. <laughs> um. But uh, instead, I actually want to talk about something that's kind of I feel like it's a common thing now happening in the esports scene is that has the bubble and pro scene mixed too much? Is this a good or a bad thing? That's it's kind of the topic I want to talk about. It wasn't necessarily that question, but the idea is I think before there's a very clear line between the bubble scene and the pro scene. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but in the most recent uh, NA regional here, right, 72 PC made it into. Uh, what was it? the regional oh, the point is a lot of teams that are bubble teams or traditionally would be ranked bubble teams can all of a sudden compete with these pro teams all the time yes. so it feels like there's a larger mix of of quote-unquote pro teams right but some of these teams like to have no sponsors have nothing while other teams are like have a contract and everything right mm-hmm. but they're playing in the same league and sometimes these teams that have like are literally just like a bunch of friends that are really good at the game are beating these other teams yep I, I like that you phrase this as, is this a problem? Um, <laughs> because I don't really see how this necessarily could be a problem. Okay, other, than, so I, other than, okay, sorry, you go. You go. There's one. It's like the only way that I could see this as being a problem is that it's, it is possibly less good for like advertisements and consistency of fan base, I guess, where, I don't know, like a, a team that somebody is like a fanboy of that's on the lower end is suddenly drops out in favor of a bubble team to get up and it's like oh that's really bad for those those viewers but also there's more talent there's more mixture of, of talent and there's there's people who can rise from this bubble team rather than having the perpetually stuck in charlie phoenix land <laughs> yeah I, I i think i think this is healthier for the amount of people that are going to want to you know make this like a pro or semi-pro thing yes I think I think this will enable more people to see the goal and actually reach it as opposed to being almost locked out uh, in, in some sense before. Right. Mm-hmm. It's like 
you can just be a you can now be a bubble team and just be like yeah we got eighth place you know like <laughs> sign us up you know yep. find, find us a sponsor but the reason i guess that i what i worry about is like you see those teams make those runs and they still don't get sponsors because i think before when they had like when sponsors had 10 teams to look at they could be like okay which is the one team that's not sponsored and it looks like they're on the up and up right mm-hmm. um and now it's like okay now i have 64 teams like am i yeah um am i, I gonna choose someone who who makes one good run you know i can kind of see that uh that problem being a thing uh on the side of new sponsors wanting to get in i i get, get that actually um which kind of sucks but i don't know it might mean that they have to do the research or just pick a random team and hope that it works out for the best so whatever um (laughs) the the reason that i think it's still okay though is that with the bubble teams there's going to be specific bubble players that get picked up and get recognition now and it's like oh their team made it into this now let's start looking at the team as a possibility and it's like damn that one player is amazing but they just have a bad team so it kind of sucks for them let's pick them up as a you know as a rookie and it's like this this is suddenly a great pickup and that player is that one of the best players in the in the league um Mm. i'm thinking i feel like itachi might be there but i'm not sure where he was before uh as a relevant example where he's one of the better players right now um in eu and and he was a sub last year yeah yeah. and he was just kind of nothing and and arju is similar with um uh galaxy racer um and that that's like those names were not even remotely visible because they were subs on random teams. Um, but they were just really, really good players that got a chance. And because they got a chance now that now that's definitely pushing up the skill level because there's more good players rather than some p- players that are, were just name recognition were picked up because of name recognition. Right. Yeah, no, I, I, I completely agree. I, I think, uh, I think for the health of the player base and having new pros come up, I think this is a better formula. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, you know, it's it's kind of funny to think about. I think there's another realization that right now there's not a lot of esports teams that are necessarily sponsoring new things. Like I think they have their crop. Yep, for sure. Um, what this will allow, though, is that if there's any entertaining people uh, mm-hmm. that are found within within these like lesser known teams i think there might be some orgs who are willing to pick them up uh for publicity or or kind of promoting their like oh you're you know we're gonna make you a star right um <laughs> the rattles of the worlds <laughs> the rattles of the world no exactly but i think they're, they're, it's it's nice for that so yeah i guess it's from a consistency basis from from maybe a uh seeing the same names pop up all the time, especially in early rounds of tournaments, I think it might be a bad thing. Mm-hmm. But I think for longevity-wise, is actually a good thing. Because if there's players who can see that they can become pro, I think that enhances them to keep playing. Yeah. Um, as opposed to... Yeah, in, in some ways, like, like let, let's be honest. like Rocket League has now become a Tier 1 eSport. I don't think that's any longer a question. It's happened. We did it. <laughs> I, think, I think it's... Um, I think it's viewership has essentially stayed the same, right? Despite the fact that we've had a pandemic, like just just imagine when we have a land, you know? Yeah. Um. Uh. But you know, there's a lot to say about the formats, <laughs> but I think the fact that we've kept around a million consistent players for for how many months since free to play, 
Mm-hmm. Like it's it's actually quite the amount of times I've heard YouTubers mention Rocket League in the past month is actually pretty crazy too. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm enjoying that. That's pretty funny. <laughs> uh, so I think they're yeah. I think I think the game is actually exploding right now. So it's kind of kind of interesting how that works. I guess. Yeah, it's definitely in a good spot, and I on, honestly think that this uh, new format just is good for the upper end of that scene. Um, and also I think it makes more sense with what they were intending to do with the scene where it's have the very consistent top teams at the top ability. And it's like just the name recognition of the orgs where it's very positive for the orgs because organizations, while it might be a little bit harder to get in because you don't know exactly who to pick, um, the ones that are up there are just up there. And it's like, oh, this new new kid who's really good. Well, there's a whole bunch of those. <laughs> No, for sure, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think I think we'll leave it at that. So that was our esports corner. So I think um, going forward, we're gonna have it be a little bit more like this, ta- talking about it as opposed to, or having one topic to do with esports as opposed to uh, going over things. And like I said, I was once again, I'm hoping to have maybe a separate show, even if it's like a once a month yes. full breakdown. You know, mm-hmm. that might be good too. Um, thank you, Wabbits, for. Uh, for doing two weeks now where you've talked a lot more. <laughs> I'm a premium guy. <laughs> um, I'll never be able to go back to three. <laughs> no, no, I, I did feel, um, yeah, I did feel like in this show, there was a point where I'm like, we're the one thing work corner. I'm like, I don't know, you know, maybe the third we need just to, just to have a little more, <laughs> get somewhere right i i think it took us a lot lot longer but we got got some good discussion in here Mm -hmm. um so yeah i'm happy yeah yeah. so i'm hoping this new format people like it's going to be a little more wandery uh we might even cut down the corners from four to three oh my goodness Uh, triangles instead of squares excuse me yes triangles are strong true um it's also the the least amount of points in a shape um (laughs) but lines though <laughs> no but lines are in a shape so but are they we're going right back to episode one baby <laughs> no lines are, lines are one-dimensional that's still a shape it's a one-dimensional shape okay, lines so, sorry triangles are the have the smallest amount of points for a 2d shape yes <laughs> there statement true <laughs> <laughs> What? But what about circles? They mm-hmm. have an infinite amount of points. Oh, straight back to episode. <laughs> Don't do some limit questions, dude. I didn't count to. Um, all right. Uh, don't worry. I'll find the area of a donut. You just watch. Those Let are me just hard. go back five years. Those are, Those are the worst, dude. You <laughs> have to find the limit of both the circles and the subtract. Oh, that's if um, you're doing a dual c- cylinder, not even a donut. That's an entire o- new object. Oh, Listen, I don't know how I passed that class in university. Yeah, neither do I. <laughs> so, um, I don't know how we got to math, but we did. <laughs> part of me is like, this is episode 1.1, 1. 1, you know? It is. Uh, <laughs> We're talking about corners again. It just starts us right back to the beginning. <laughs> this is where we make our bow. It's like, it all led to this. No, <laughs> uh, we'll be back next week. Don't worry. I'm never going to make that April Fool jokes again. Yes. Um, for those who enjoy this, like to stick around uh, further 
um uh and like to support us uh we thank you all all our patrons all the people who listen who spread the word spread the news to everyone uh we thank you so 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 much a special thanks to the roll call tier of jy's kevin mife paint raz sigmapo tim Barker, and vance Blah. and uh yeah i i guess you didn't have any homework to do last week but my homework for this week for all of you is to find time you know, for someone that you haven't found time for before. Cute. Um, Cute. And yeah, we'll see you on the other side uh, after the tournament. Tournament this weekend, uh, 8 p.m. Eastern Time, Saturday. Woo! Uh, pa- Patreon is patreon.com. And uh, yeah, we'll see you all next week. Bye-bye.